back to this podcast, The Art and Science of Sound Healing. I'm your host, Thomas Orr Anderson, recording from my beautiful mountain cabin studio up here in Sewanee, Tennessee, surrounded by thick forests and lots of beautiful waterfalls. Today we have a very exciting guest, or I'm very excited to have a special guest today, Bobby Solomon, a.k.a. Bobby Exodus. He is an artist, primarily a musical artist, but he actually is an artist of many, many forms, and he's particularly well-known for freestyle rhyming, improvising, mental improvisation. And the primary reason we invited him here today is to discuss improvisation, because improvisation is a fundamental part of any kind of art, and especially it's crucial to the arts of healing and sound healing in particular uh, related to this podcast. So welcome, Bobby. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. It's an honor. I'm glad to have you as a guest. Yeah, man, likewise. (laughs) Could you tell us to start out a little bit uh, your background as an artist um, and, you know, what kind of arts you do particularly? Uh, well, um, I've always tinkered with visual arts ever since I was a little kid and, uh, would, uh, I remember I was pretty dreamy and would draw landscapes that I hadn't really seen before caves and, uh, fields and all kinds of different trees, things of that nature. And it would, I'd get this feeling off of seeing it. And as, as the pictures would kind of unravel, I would follow that feeling to, to taking it further. And it just morphed over the years and turned into, got a, a little bit more influenced by, uh, I guess like my suburban upbringing and, turned more towards graffiti art and um uh lettering and and such uh changed the mediums from stuff like colored pencils and just pen and ink to uh aerosol and uh now it's kind of somewhere resting right in between and uh has it's got this kind of classic folk sort of thing going on with it, but then there's also this twist where you—it's clear that I am not from some little tiny mountain town. It's—it's uh, it's got its kind of its city influence, and uh, yeah, and just uh, I would find myself doing everything from. Uh, from from actual uh graffiti what uh and street art to uh helping friends like I would design their albums and uh, do uh, do album covers and lettering I guess I've worked on stuff for you so you you've pulled a lot of good art out of me and then at some point in there it uh switched to stenciling I got really interested in that which was 
different because I was working with a uh, with a exacto knife instead of you know pens and pencils and such. It was more what was being removed from the stencil I was cutting more than what was being put into it or just as much as what was being put into it. Uh, I remember that uh, working on some of your art was it involved a lot of that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, the, the focus eventually ended up shifting to music and now the art kind of comes out when it uh when it pressurizes i guess it's like uh seeing an old friend whenever it comes around um and uh it's always good when it <laughs> it's always good when it does so i haven't completely just switched over to music it's just uh the inspiration is uh shifted a bit and the visuals taken kind of a back burner for the time being so Bobby, you're of all the various arts that you do, which is uh, quite extensive, you're best known for freestyle rhyming, for improvisational rhyming, for coming up with poetry that conveys some sort of message or feeling right off the top of the head without any preparation other than your training, which is actually quite extensive. Could you talk about improvisation and uh, just in at first just in general your just anything about your philosophy and experience with improvisation because improvisation is a crucial part of really any art or most any art and particularly it's very important to sound healing and it's a topic in sound healing that is seldom touched upon so you're a master of that or at least a, a great <laughs> practitioner. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the master, you, I knew you might question that, but you're a, a, a well-versed practitioner, an experienced practitioner, so you could you share just a little bit about improvisation, and particularly if there's anything about its therapeutic value that you might want to touch upon. Uh, yeah, um, I guess the first time that I recall experiencing it firsthand uh, was I guess it was a year or two before I would touch it I was uh, at a friend of mine's basement uh, they all worked together at this sandwich shop and had gotten together and were hanging out after work and there's a kid downstairs uh, him and a friend of his uh, were freestyling and I remember thinking like this is really impressive I can't imagine someone's mind going this fast and not only that but they're able to catch it with with their ability to speak it and line it up and just they're just frisbeeing it out and not only that they're doing it in intricate patterns and it's rhyming and just super entertaining and that that guy's name was uh josh soper he went by the name gemini and it just really inspired me and uh so uh the next year or so uh i ended up linking up with some guys 
from Indianapolis called Royalty and uh, the Maurices. And we, uh, <laughs> 247 and Black Element uh, was what they went by and uh, ended up making music with them. That was also through the same bunch of friends at the same sandwich shop. Um, and just part of it was basically it was like, okay, like a rapper can, can rap or whatever. Anybody can write and, and rhyme and all that and write rap songs, which I'd actually been doing for a little while at that point. But there was this other thing that this other word that came along, it was called an MC. And they were like, okay, like, you know, a rapper can just like rap, write rap songs, da, da, da. but an MC is of, of able to improv and freestyle and able to embody um, rhyming at any at the drop of a hat. For some reason, our call got dropped a little bit. Gotcha. Convenient. <clears throat> you were saying a you were saying a an MC was someone who could just rhyme at the drop of a hat. Maybe continue. From right. There. Right. So uh, luckily, pretty early on, I was able to differentiate, uh, you know, what they would call like a, a studio gangster uh, with uh, with the MC. And the difference being uh, if you put the studio gangster on on the spot, he you know, wouldn't be able to rely very well on his, on his, uh, skill to be able to just pull something out like right then and there and, uh, and be able to navigate the art smoothly as, as the MC who can just jump at it and just start, <laughs> start <laughs> serving up rhymes that you're like, where is this coming from? And, uh, and so, What's going on there is the MC has uh, it's it's an interesting thing because uh, it takes a it takes a type of courage and kind of a uh, a sort of trust fall uh, in order to engage the art of freestyling and uh, it it hits you on every level because it, it draws on your vocabulary, your ability to articulate all kinds of different scenarios, uh, to evoke emotion and really to have fun and, and enjoy what you're doing. And not just that, but also, uh, if you're in the presence of other people who are freestyling to be able to, to bring a level of energy that the next person is going to have to at least meet that. And then if things are going well, elevate it and take it higher. So really you're riding, you're on a ride together at that point and you're, uh, you're painting these stories. And sometimes where someone's word leaves off, somebody else will pick up and they'll take the story even further and they'll paint the picture even more vividly, except for they're doing it now from their realm of experience and what they've been through. So you're getting this 
you're getting this uh, story, this this narrative that's multiple people. It's all one story, but at different points of view. And you just there's no rules there. There's other than you know maybe a language barrier if someone <laughs> just completely doesn't understand uh, what you're saying in the language that you're speaking it. Uh, but you can still see and feel the energy and it's i just feel like that's something that always amazed me from the second that i realized that you know jim and i in the basement was actually making this stuff up as he would go um and what happens um one of the things that happens is when you have that courage to step out and be like okay i'm i'm just gonna i'm gonna open my mouth and and see what happens is that you can very potentially end up surprising yourself and rattle some things loose that you might not have have known that you were capable of. Uh, And that actually feeds that confidence and you're able to draw on it more. And it's actually one of the most important parts of freestyling is is that confidence and just uh, trusting yourself and knowing that you have the ability to do something great. And I keep the, as far as the feeling and the, and the, the healing that's able to come with that. Um, I mean, it's, it's endless. It hits, hits on all sorts of different levels because it doesn't just, it's coming from inside of you and you're, you're helping steer it, but it's, you can't really say it's coming from you. It's more of something that's moving through you. And as it's doing it, you end up having this feeling that you're a part of something bigger and it's, it's humbling and, and it's an honor when you realize that you're participating in this art form that is phenomenal that, that <laughs> that um, that's connecting you with with the people around you and uh, allowing you uh, an outlet of expression to be able to share your story. And I've even had it's even been accompanied with physical sensation and actually uh, having that elated um, sort of heightened awareness and. Uh, goosebumps that that feeling uh where you kind of just have a a rush of warmth through you i i mean i've i've been uh there's been periods where i would be kind of not so hyped on on rapping or or doing music and you know get around a friend who is just contagious and, and jump in it and you know, they pass you the microphone or whatever, or you're riding in the car and they're playing a beat and they're just like, come on, man, come on. They'll jump at it. It just takes that little, that little push. If they just have that little ember, it can, it can catch fire. And next thing you know, you're, you're back at it and you're like, oh, this is why I do this. And it, <laughs> and you know, it reminds you like how powerful it is. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's there's a lot to it it's uh it's still very mysterious to me actually 
And uh, I don't think it'll ever stop being that. So besides, aside from being an artist, you also have um, a reasonably extensive experience studying various forms of healing. I know you've gone through some uh, personal healing. You've also spent a lot of time around various people who practice various forms of healing, including myself and my uh, devotion to sound therapy, but also, you know, a lot of yoga practitioners and uh, therapists of a whole variety of sorts. Can you touch on um, maybe a little bit of your background or experience in regarding meditation and healing and then connect that a little bit to what you've experienced through the arts and where you might see that they overlap i'll do my best um <laughs> so <laughs> it's a big question yeah it, it is and i definitely thought of as you're naming like the different types of uh, healing arts and um, modalities or whatever you want to call it I thought of literally every type of character from you know like someone who's who's been doing yoga or pranayama for you know longer you know I guess I've been rapping maybe like 15 years or so like somebody who's been doing as long as I've been doing that and then all the way to like the kind of woo-woo person who is you know dropping a sapphire crystal into their water (laughs) and saying like here drink this like i thought of every different uh every different kind and um so my uh my ride uh into meditation um I'd say it started seriously around 2012, right around my 30th birthday. Um, I, I guess, um, not too long after that, I had started to have like some health, what I call a glitch. Um, my body just started showing me some symptoms and slowly being like, Hey, this needs attention. And it ended up being related to my stomach. And uh, I ended up having this tumor. And uh, the way that I wanted to go about addressing that was not, I was just not cool with anything that involved uh, breaking, what was it that I looked up the uh, uh, Hippocratic Oath or something? I forget. It was like, I think it was basically uh it's like an oath that that doctors take that they will not uh do anything invasive or surgical unless it's like a last resort i believe and i was like well if doctors gotta do that i was like i freaking i mean i don't want to freaking cut this thing out so i was like what are the other options and uh uh had started eating super healthy and exercising and uh, actually, you turned me on to uh, Montauk Chia and um, gave me a couple books of his. And 
showed me a couple things, uh, just like simple things, like uh, with uh, with breathing and posture and and such. And uh, so I I got curious about uh, qigong or qigong, however you wanna whatever your enunciation is, and uh, which is basically an energy practice of bringing awareness to your body's natural your current. Um, and I started with something that's, you know, it sounds pretty complicated, but it was simple for the most part. It was called the microcosmic orbit, and it was just uh, following your following your spinal fluid basically up your back and your brain and then it circles down it's like a conveyor belt and it waterfalls down your front organs and gets down to your perineum and loops back up and does the same thing so it's kind of like a conveyor belt that's going down your front channel and up up your back and just to clarify real quick to yeah. jump in that the main practice of that the thing that you're moving that you actually have control of is essentially your attention, the yeah. thing that's moving and may presumably some, some of your body's, you know, materials and energy patterns or whatever's happening inside is, is not exactly clear, but what you're doing as a practitioner is actually intentionally moving your attention through your body in that pattern. And I'm glad you've brought that up because moving your attention through your body and moving, helping someone else move their attention through their body is really fundamental to sound healing. So I just wanted to to put that in there real quick and please continue. Oh yeah, man. Uh, So uh, funny enough, like how you're saying it's your attention that's moving. you, You can start thinking about all the, all the different things that are going on during that, such as like fluid excretions that, that your organs are making and all, all the little details of it. And I guess like in a way, uh, improv started to like step into even, uh, my meditation practices like that, because I started thinking like, well, there's no way I can know every single thing and every nuance of what is occurring and name the function and understand exactly what it does. But the one, the other thing I'm in control of other than moving my attention is paying attention to how it feels and, um, being aware of, of even, even how subtle it is. If it's like, bringing warmth or cold to a specific part of my body or uh, just noticing qualities that are happening inside my body during this or even uh, mood changes or emotion that, that are going on. And I started to, I started to get interested in that because it's like, okay, well um, it was almost like the, the uh, practice itself was training wheels for, uh, for arriving at a place of, of being comfortable. And like, once again, like you start to get a confidence and I actually got, (laughs) I actually got 
overconfident and would start doing things like, you know, I was meditating. It's all I wanted to talk about and it's all I did. And uh, I would, you know, I'd stand in my backyard for an hour or two at a time uh, going on these <laughs> going on these uh adventures inside my own mind and body and uh it was it was awesome um uh, i i enjoyed it a lot but uh all things in moderation uh, so where where that crosses over into my art um is a little more difficult to explain, I suppose. Um, I'd say what begins to happen as once you once you have these awarenesses and are able to to kind of step back and and watch functions that your body's doing and watch watch what's going on with how you feel and all that you begin to bring it with you into your everyday life. Like I, you know, had multiple jobs working in kitchens where I'm chopping some vegetables or something. And I'm like, Oh, like, you know, I have tickets lined up and I'm, you know, I'm a line cook and I'm, I look at my breathing and I'm like, Oh wow. My breathing has gotten shallow. And uh, or like this part of me is tight. Um, and even things like, like lately it, it's, it never has stopped. Like I'll notice like lately one place I have tensions, like in my lower jaw and I'll constantly catch myself kind of gritting my teeth and be like, okay, I'm just gonna like give that permission to release now. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you have to keep bringing your mind back to those things. But, uh, even posture, I would, notice the way I'd be standing and uh during hiking like we hike to a lot of waterfalls what up waterfall squadron <laughs> it's uh and uh would notice things like oh wow I'm I'm hunched forward and I'm essentially like using my my back more than I need to and um kind of wearing myself out and uh, you know tilt my pelvis you know, under tuck it and like erect my spine straight up and down and rely on these freaking huge muscles in my legs and use those. It's like, duh. But, um, you start to, <laughs> you start to notice all these new things and start to be like, Oh wow, this is, this is how the body works. And I like, I like this. I like how this feels, or I've found that I am more efficient when I work this particular way. Um, I remember like even things such as, uh, walking home from work, it, it'd be just like a mile drive or so, or a mile walk. And, um, I was, I was paying attention to my breathing and I would, uh, on the walk home, it'd be wintertime. It'd be really cold. And I was like, I wonder if I change up my breathing, if I can change my warmth in my body. So I started playing with different things. And eventually I came to doing really long breaths drawn in. I mean, as far as I can take it and as slow and then really slow exhales out. 
and uh i would count my steps just just curious in between and i'd be taking you know maybe like 10 or 15 steps on an inhale and same same amount maybe a couple more on an exhale and noticing i didn't know if that was warming up my body or if removing my attention from feeling like it, i was cold was doing it uh a few years later in maui i remembered this and uh and did the same thing walking down the beach i had forgotten my jacket and i was like oh wow i was like this still works this is that was not just like some trippy thing that that i had made up and so when it comes to uh the freestyling uh i've been paying more attention to that sort of stuff in a cipher which is essentially just a circle of mcs uh taking turns passing a mic to the left and we'll just go all night <laughs> and uh, have a DJ playing a beat or whatever, have somebody beatboxing or um, any, and just whatever the, the beat is. And I would notice sometimes uh, the energy in the room or the vibe uh, would be really positive. You said that you would notice you were in these ciphers, these circles of MCs freestyling, and that you would sometimes start noticing the vibe in the room. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's where we got to. Um, so, so as I was saying, um, with the meditation practices and qigong, and even uh, even just doing simple sun salutations with yoga and all that. At, you know, you would, you'll catch, uh, you'll catch things about your breathing and, and your, in your mindset, where you're at, whether you're feeling peaceful or calm or, uh, or whether you're thinking about what you're going to be doing later that day, uh, are you fully present or, you know, I would, I would start noticing these things and, uh, the main practice in all this would be, to lend your attention completely to what you're focusing on at the time or lend your focus to what you're paying attention at, to at the time. Um, you are, um, you're being present. So the more I noticed, the more of me that was thinking about, you know, while I'm in the freestyle cipher, that's thinking about, who's going to be there, uh, you know, is, is my next, is my next 16 bars, uh, going to be good? Um, what am I going to eat, eat later? Uh, wonder if my car is okay. I hope that flat tire is serious, blah, blah, blah. Like cutting myself into little pieces like that. That's going to take me further away from, from my focus while I'm freestyling. So, um, started just paying more attention to, to where I'm at and what I'm doing and allowing myself to enjoy it. And I will notice things such as my heart rate getting higher, uh, especially if I haven't gone out in a little while and then suddenly you're in a circle with a zoo 
<laughs> you are in a you are in a what what appears to be a super calm situation, but you got these people whose minds are firing on all pistons and when you know when they pass the mic to you you want to keep it going so there definitely is an element of like it's like okay i gotta come with my best and so there's there's a little bit of pressure there and so i'll notice on a night you know where there's there's four or five of us that are good friends that do this all the time just for fun and it's real lighthearted and we're goofy and uh just kind of chilling having fun and then different people can step into the cypher and suddenly the dynamic changes now you got 10 or 12 people some of them you don't know and are saying things that are rather aggressive so you start paying attention to to what that's doing i'll notice what that's doing to me personally how i feel uh and and so you're you're listening and, and you're also kind of spinning rhymes in your head at the same time, almost rebuttals. You're kind of cataloging things that people are saying and at the same time uh, figuring out how you want to come back at that. And that can look a whole bunch of different ways. But uh, in order to get by the time that mic comes back around to me, I'll notice like sometimes my heart's beating fast. I, I'm like, I need to slow this thing down. So I'll start messing with breathing techniques and uh, like listening more to the beat and and getting getting back grounded into the swing and and uh, and realizing like I'm here to have I'm here to have fun and this is my dojo. This is where I, this is where I work out and this is where I train my mind and where I share my experiences and uh and snap back to to where I'm at. And so um when tensions like that arise, I mean in the form of like essentially it's stress. Like uh, I'll I'll feel some stress. Um uh, you can release a valve when when you're freestyling that lets some of that pressure off that that lets that steam fly out and it just so happens that it's going to fly out of your mouth in the form of words that hopefully rhyme and hopefully do it rhythmically um and so you're you're constantly uh, calibrating and and balancing while you're freestyling and it's just uh it's very it's very interesting every time is similar but also different to me because i have a habit of wanting i don't want anything to ever just be completely the same i, I love that element of surprise so sometimes it's fun to like change to to a topic that um that I wouldn't normally talk about or completely maybe embarrass myself or talk about something that, uh, that most people wouldn't reveal about themselves. It's just like you're exploring these, these different ways to, to release this tension. And to me, I mean, that's, that, that is healing. Basically when you're describing the cipher and Sometimes you'll sense, you know, maybe a person enters the circle who has some aggressive tension or 
and somehow or another you sense this uh, disharmony in it that what comes to mind for me is that the cipher is kind of like a human body in that a human body is composed of all these various subsystems cooperating your heart your liver your lungs your brain and whatnot and likewise a cipher is a bunch of people individuals who are also cooperating to create either a positive and well-functioning whole or something that's not really working that well together and my question is when you were just describing those times when you noticed that tension in the circle reflected in yourself in your own heart rate and, and and whatnot and you bring yourself back to your center and back to your relaxed state and back to your 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 uh, present moment have you noticed at those times that you're bringing yourself to your presence to your center that that has an effect that's tangible and easy and and that you can witness that changes the actual cipher the whole the the whole group dynamic it's something that uh it's it's kind of unspoken i mean that's that's a resounding yes uh because there'll be sometimes uh like a few weeks ago uh you know somebody definitely came into the circle and was just spewing just just garbage it was just it was bad they really wanted to be noticed and acknowledged as the best and it's like that's not really what any of us are are there for the the regulars uh and so I remember it, it goes beyond the cipher. You look around the cipher and people are just kind of like, Oh, you know, it's one of these guys again. Uh, don't want to have to mess with this. And it's, it's stirring it up and it really kind of throws a stick in the spokes of, of the, the good, the good thing that we got going. Um, and, uh, then I look around and I look out to the spectators who are around us, who are, there's, a bunch of them that particular occasion and it becomes apparent to me pretty quick that it's and it's agreed upon it's like everybody's like oh wow this guy's just like completely like kind of like screwing with the good vibes uh he you could you could feel that that he had just knocked it down a notch and it's one of those things where um you know, I can't wait for that microphone to get back around to me. And, uh, because the, you can, you can address what's going on there. And, and I, I answered it with humor. Uh, I noticed what he did and what he had to say and all that. And I just, I jump into the center and mimic his whole shtick and just basically am like, basically i'm just saying like man we've seen a a thousand of you like do you not realize that you're among a bunch of other artists to try to catch back up to where you left off essentially you have somebody showing up to the cypher and the mic gets passed to you you have somebody showing up to the cypher and essentially bringing a a disharmony to it the mic gets passed to you and uh, 
your experience of somehow managing a correction process to help heal the group dynamic. Right. So, so this, someone like this showing up is essentially a pathogen. They're showing up and they're just like kind of wreaking havoc on the, the cypher body. And, uh, and it definitely, uh, shock waves out into the crowd as well. And people are like, Oh man, we were having so much fun. So this guy arrived, you know, don't, don't be that guy. <laughs> so, um, as I was saying that I addressed it with humor and just kind of, uh, mimicked his whole shtick and was like, look how easy this is. Only I did it in, I did it in sort of a mocking way. Cause you gotta, you know, it's part of the there's game. gotta be, there's, it's part of the game and there's, there's gotta be kind of a nudge to, to let, to let them know, like, you know, you just, you just walked in my house with doo-doo on your shoe. And that's Kinda like, reminds me of uh, <laughs> a part of, healing sometimes healing is you know very pleasant and pleasurable and harmonious but sometimes healing is in some sense aggressive or painful not necessarily aggressive but you know say for example you have a really really intense knot in your back you don't necessarily want somebody to just lightly touch it sometimes you really have to press hard on it right it reminds me a bit of that yeah, I even had a a massage a couple weeks back where it felt absolutely amazing and the next day though my body started flushing some stuff out and it I mean I I had a my whole next day and and the next morning after even were were kind of rough cuz uh they had <laughs> they did a great job and they I guess like got some like lymph flowing or some toxins started, I started kind of detoxing a little bit and it it surprised me. That might be how the pathogenic wrapper feels the next day after, after. Oh yeah. Well, well, interestingly enough, uh, it all got wrapped up, uh, and kind of resolved that night. Uh, and it's funny, you know, you look at like, uh, you know, say like a cancer cell comes into the body and the white blood cell, the white blood cells start attacking it. Uh, there were a couple of us, uh, and you know, it was, it was not just one person. It was like the whole cipher responded, but particularly two of us were like, we're going head on with this thing. And, uh, and then, and had the support of the rest too. And there's, uh, there's definitely a everybody in there kind of had a smirk on their face and and like understood it's like oh my goodness you know this this poor guy is just bringing his own demise but somehow i don't even i don't recall exactly like how it happened uh, other than at some point um it was probably cause we didn't back down, you know, it was like, this is, <laughs> this is our sanctuary. Once again, this is our dojo. You're coming from a rival school and your Kung Fu's not even that good. Uh, you're probably going to take somewhat of a beating. 
and and he ended up being humbled and even by the end of the night um you know we're within the cipher like reaching across a microphone in one hand like and the other hand slapping hands with the guy and it's like making you know making peace out of it because i don't know it's is it's just one of those things is like this isn't the way and i think i think that they saw something that night and they were able to get a glimpse of the greater whole and and what we're there for and that they had come in there kind of uh disrespectful and and it, it was uh it was resolved as far as um you know it didn't it didn't escalate uh he 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 became a benign tumor it, it so. reminds me a lot uh lately i've been studying a lot of ernest holmes teachings and also ralph waldo emerson and uh, about a, the lot of the healing that occurs through healing our incorrect thinking. So our our brain, our mind is filled with all sorts of thoughts, um, and they even disagree with each other, almost as right. if there's there are different thinkers within one mind, and that a, a, a big part of healing our own mind can, one approach can be to find these thoughts that are and this this is you know has a tradition that goes way back to you know ancient Greece with Socrates and and Plato and Aristotle and using logic fi- discovering fallacies in our own thinking and uh, it's logic in itself is is uh, ruthless toward <laughs> untruth it it when an when an untruth when a false notion faces logic logic destroys it it doesn't have any drop of uh comfort <laughs> for untruth and yeah. and and sometimes you know when when you're saying it sounded kind of rough if you use it as an example of you know doing sound therapy but if you think of it in terms of you know if each person inside the cipher is a thought form and one of the thought forms is, is you know, really vain and not humble and unaware of the whole, then when it faces logic, when it faces uh, correct thinking, it, it's pretty ruthless. Truth is ruthless to untruth. And I actually think in the, that's really a, a really crucial aspect of the point of this particular podcast series is that the world of sound healing is loaded with untruths, uh, just just completely filled with them. But it's those untruths are discussed and propagated by such kind, loving, generous, compassionate people that it is not something people are generally willing to correct because it's. It can be painful to have your untruth corrected, especially if your right. entire livelihood relies on it. So right, I, you might you might have a freaking you might have a tattoo of it, <laughs> and and suddenly you know like oh that's not that's not the whole picture. 
So you brought up a number of things in all your interesting stories um, that are especially relevant to sound healing. I'd like to touch on at least a few of those while you're still with us. Um, The one that stands out the most to me is when you're describing improvising and particularly freestyle rhyming, but improvisation in general, there's these two really almost, they seem antithetical, almost like as if they're opposites, these two opposite um, approaches to what one is doing that have to, when you're really doing it right, they have to harmonize with each other. One is is uh, the will, doing doing something on purpose. When you're rhyming, you're choosing your words, you're, you're choosing to pay attention, you're choosing what you're going to say, you're, make, you're choosing your vocabulary, you're choosing your topic. So there's this definite action of willpower. And simultaneously, there's this sense of receptivity and surrender, letting something flow through you. And you, you brought that up earlier in a different context when you're talking about your Qigong practice and uh, doing the microcosmic orbit. And uh, one uh, part of it is moving your attention. You're very purposefully moving your attention up the spine and then down the front of the body. But you're simultaneously paying attention. You're listening internally. You're noticing what's happening in your body. You're noticing what's happening around you. And in sound healing, particularly, um, but in, in, in maybe every art and every science, there's this interaction of these two sort of paradoxically intertwined states, one being the action of the will and the other being the sense of surrender and letting something flow through you. Or in the other context I mentioned, paying attention and the listening or moving your attention and simultaneously doing those two things. Can you uh, say anything about that? Um, I can. Uh, One of the most interesting things that I've had happen uh, improvising, freestyling, uh, is from time to time, and it'll only happen... It'll only happen for, you know, like, you know, like maybe five seconds or something. It's similar to deja vu, I suppose, where, where I become aware of, of that process that you're describing of basically you're, you're choosing, but also allowing at the same time. So it's, it's like true collaboration with everything that's going on at that point. And I think what happens is you end up tapping into your, I don't know what you want to call it, your true nature or, or, or what it is at that point. You're, you're, uh, so, so what will happen for that five seconds is I will be hearing myself rap and my voice, but I am completely 
no longer aware of my process of choosing and I'm it's like I'm listening to someone else speak and uh if I could <laughs> I can only imagine being in that state for you know the entire the entire uh life minute long or yeah you know just walking in that uh because at that point you're it's very freeing and uh i definitely associate that like that feeling is very healing because it's kind of it's showing me that that tightening up and 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 uh that that my effort doesn't have to be a strain it doesn't have to be uh arduous and just like wrenching that that it's more of a sliding into place and i feel like what happens in that state is that 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 give and take that paradoxical dance of of giving and receiving at the same time you you become kind of more of a a conduit and uh just the fact that the art you're doing to me by nature like having fun in a circle with friends and creating something uh spontaneous and and interesting that that it when you really align with that it becomes the best version of it. That reminds me of the the famous joke about the Buddhist monk orders the hot dog, says, make me one with everything. Um, the <laughs> really in, in that's essentially the, the essence of what's called mysticism is that state. The, the mystical state is the state of simultaneously being yourself being an individual while at the same time being uh this aware of your oneness of with everything so you're choosing as an individual while you're simultaneously letting letting the universe act through you and it's it's as if our minds distinguish and separate those two things but really they're one and and it's almost maybe inconceivable to understand and i think it's really the great mystery of life um even if you think of the topic that's you know really fundamental to a lot of religious and spiritual paths is the question of the eternal nature of the soul of the individual do you live on or not when you die do you just merge back into oneness with everything or do you continue uh in some sense does your individual nature continue and for some it seems that it's it's essentially the same question our minds can't really conceive of the fact that both of those exist potentially simultaneously and when you're improvising you actually get to experience that they do exist simultaneously but for some reason when we think about it they don't fit together they're they're sort of opposites like hot and cold or up and down it's also uh 
reminds me of the fundamental teaching in Taoist practices of Wu Wei, or pardon my poor Chinese pronunciation, but what's translated as doing without doing, because you're doing and you're not doing, or sometimes it's translated as doing not doing. So you're, you're, uh, and it reminds me a lot of resonance when things are resonating. If you have, you know, two musical instruments resonating with each other, for example, they're both doing their thing, but they're also responding to the other thing. Um, in the act of somebody that's doing sound healing, these, these things are really, really important because if you talk to any, any healer, not just sound healing, that same state is essentially what people describe when they're doing really, really good healing work. They have this sense that something's flowing through them, but they are also choosing um, to do that. Another thing you um, touched on was in that state of improvisation being humbled. Um, humility is so important in every healing practice. If you meet a healer that's not humble, it's, it's, it has a, a fundamental danger to, to the lack of humility. Someone, you could... Im- It happens so often in modern medical practice. The doctor, uh, one really drastic example of where a lack of humility essentially can kill people because you'll go to a doctor and they will assume they know what's wrong with you and give you the wrong medicine and it it could kill you. They could decide, oh, I'm, I know everything about this. I've seen it a million times. I'm going to cut out your kidney. Oh, whoops. That's not really what you needed. Something, <laughs> something else was wrong. And there's a, 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 a lot of really terrible stories of that occurring. And then even in sound healing practices, people will do something like they'll think that they know something that they don't know about you. And they'll apply their will without their receptivity. They won't surrender. They'll just do what they think. And it's kind of like anytime we leave out one side of that paradoxical duo of willful individual doing and then the surrendering of not doing, whenever we do one without the other, we we're there's some fundamental danger to ourselves and to others so i think that's really really important another thing you mentioned that i thought was really nice was uh how you like the element of surprise and i think that the element of surprise is also um has has a strong connection to all of those things including humility if you're if you're not humble it's being surprised and being open to surprise is essentially part of humility you don't know what's coming you don't know what's coming next you don't know what words are going to come through your mind you don't know where you're going to apply sound to the person's body Um, the element of surprise i think is a really magical part of it Um, 
Another thing you mentioned was trust. Um, trust. Trust has a lot to do with surrender and surrendering to that there's something. Um, one thing Ernest Holmes, the author of Science of Mind, mentions a lot is is the all good. Basically, his whole philosophy is based on that the universe is inherently good, that God is inherently good, that humans are inherently good, and that any apparent sin or evil or anything bad is illusory. And I think that that idea is really something that engenders trust because if the you know if you don't believe the universe is essentially good and you don't believe that your internal center that yourself and that other people are inherently good in their very nature then how could you really trust um trust yourself to surrender and surrender is really really crucial to letting something greater flow through you including healing another thing you mentioned was courage Courage is uh, is kind of like the other side of the equation of trust. You know, trust is 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 essentially a surrendering type action, and courage is the action of deciding to take that step to right. to stand on stage in front of people to to follow your intuition. Um, those are some really beautiful things. You also mentioned breath. Breath is the crucial to every healing path, um, including, of course, sound healing. And you brought that up, and that's something, of course, we uh, all need to focus on, our breath. It's the primary rhythm of our body. And another really nice thing was uh, pushing to your best, how people would show up you know, in the cipher and somebody does something really awesome right before you and it pushes you to, to step up a notch to, to do better. And that's a big part of healing because healing is essentially the process of moving to, from a less good state to a better state or from a less healthy situation to a more healthy situation. So not just pushing yourself as a healer to to at with every breath to move forward into a clearer mind, into a more present state, into a, a clearer flow, into a more loving existence, but also helping the other person or people that you're working with uh, therapeutically to help them move toward their best state and seeing that that's possible. And, uh, Two other things that really stood out was, uh, or a few, there's a few, but humor. You mentioned humor a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, the crucialness of humor. And, you know, you always, you can picture there's kind of two famous kind of monks. There's the laughing monk and then the serious monk. And they both have their place. But um, laughter, you know, I don't, I don't know who was the first person to make this saying, uh, famous, but laughter is the best medicine. Oh you, yeah. You mentioned enjoying. That's that's. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, where how are you going to find healing in that? Um, 
a lot of people approach healing as if it's this painful, arduous, oh no, I have to eat healthy. Oh no, I have to meditate. Oh no, I have to get enough sleep. But really, it turns out that healing is generally, most of the time, really enjoyable. Not only is it naturally, typically enjoyable, but it's also uh, strengthened by the very act of enjoying it. Yeah. Um, And just one more thing, and, and then I'll let you comment or ask you to comment on any of these many things I've started naming. But another one was, uh, through your practice of uh, meditation and qigong, you mentioned noticing the inside, what's happening inside you, noticing your own body's process, your own thoughts, your feelings, but also noticing outside. So this internal noticing and this external noticing, and that's a really big, important part of healing, of sound healing, is to notice the person that you're working with. Notice their skin color. Notice their posture. Notice their breathing pattern. Notice their vocal pattern. Notice their state of relaxation. And you can even go so far as to, you know, have a little meter that, you know, is reading out on a computer showing their brain waves or showing their heart. But noticing the the out what's outside of you, the vibe in the room. And then also noticing what's inside of you, noticing whether or not you're present, noticing whether or not your heart is smoothly beating, noticing whether or not your thoughts are clear and and loving and centered. So those are a bunch of things that you brought up in this seemingly irrelevant topic of freestyle rhyming. It's, It's not obvious right off the bat necessarily how that relates to sound healing but with all these these points it's very clear that you actually brought out a whole lot of really fundamental um aspects of what it is to do good healing work uh, is there any of any of that you'd like to comment or expand upon i know that's a lot yeah um yeah it was a lot uh <laughs> um uh well, first thing that, that kind of jumped out was was something I was thinking about uh, earlier. You you had mentioned the breath and how that's like the primary rhythm of the body. And uh, before uh, before we began the interview or podcast, uh, I was actually thinking about the the stillness that's even like behind that uh the the main the you know sound being the the healing uh tool applied uh with as far as freestyle goes if you wanted to freestyle you know positive affirmations or or acknowledge someone's accomplishments or just brag on your friend, you know, like you, you can, you can do that, but like it's before you open your mouth and that sound happens, there's this place of, of stillness. And I feel like that spot's important, uh, to sound the way that the breath is important to, uh, like the meditation and, and, and being a beginning point for, uh, 
for healing arts and such. And uh, something something happens there when you get into that spot that's so simple and where there's where there's rest, where there's not a bunch of complicated choices and there's um, there's just a, a, a state of uh, relaxation. And, and from that, I feel like you, that's where you kind of develop your intention. It's, it's like, okay, like when I do open my mouth, like this is, oh my goodness, this is going to be, I could, I can do anything with this. I can build, I can destroy, I can be loud. Uh, I can be, I can be kind of quiet. I, there's, there's so many options. And it's like, what, what do what would i like the theme even though i don't know every word i'm going to say what would i like to convey overall like how what do i want that to look like and intention and yeah your intention and and so like you were talking about ernest holmes like all good uh it's like well (laughs) i i actually have i have trouble with with that one uh but i'm always surprised when i go to sit down and either write a song or even when i'm improving uh overall when i'm really digging deep and like i'm and i'm in in my zone the stuff that it it gets a it gets a reaction where i feel it inside and it uh i guess kind of what you were talking about with resonance like i i feel when it goes out and like and like returns right back at me right right back to me um pure and and kind of like it it hits it hits a a soul harmonic and uh and then you see that in other people's eyes and reaction it's like oh i'm on i'm on to something here uh those things do tend to be all good (laughs) like when like i've never uh experienced uh tearing someone down or even if you just want to get into like simple like just like uh complaining about this or that or um um going into just like a, a negative mindset when when you're rapping like it it just like that that doesn't ever really return that sort of that all good type thing it 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 kind of falls flat it doesn't have the same spark that the building something does and uh, not for me that you know like maybe the guy that came in uh earlier we referred to him as the pathogen that came into the cypher being aggressive and all that maybe that's what you know he's he's confused and think that feels good uh but in my experience it it is not it's it's appreciating the art and listening to the way that the words flow together and uh and and looking at the festivity that's happening like you were saying like i'm you're in this circle of all these these thought forms and when i'm listening to them i'm actually kind of adopting them during that moment as my body and I'm watching and I'm listening to what they're saying and I'm, and I'm feeling out their vibe and, 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 and what they got going on. And you can tell who's confident and, um, 
you can tell who um, you can tell who's uh, practices their skill and takes it very seriously. You can tell which ones are more humorous. Uh, and I look at all those and the, that whole array and I got that same, it's like they're all, each one of those thought forms is also present in my mind. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm sorting, I'm sorting through all that when, uh, while improving and, uh, and kind of ricocheting what they threw out, we're throwing it all in the pot and we're stirring it up. And then we're all kind of like taking a bite and, and seeing, uh, seeing what comes up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I forget. Yeah. That, that, there was a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a whole lot there. One, th one thing I'd like to point out real quick, really quickly that when you're freestyle rhyming you are making sound so oh it's, yeah it's it's interesting because it's uh it actually you are making sound and there's other people receiving it and those people will either feel better or worse or potentially neutral after right. your your words come out and hit their ears and it's interesting one primary difference between freestyle rhyming as a sound healing art and other forms of sound healing is that it's also very symbolic in that you're using language so it's a it's very much a mixture of psychology or psychological healing with sound healing because the words have meaning and that definitely relates to music in general because you know a certain musical phrase or a cliched sort of melody will have a evoke a certain feeling in people but that's feeling based and uh, what you're doing is really mental thought based also um, people you're you're unraveling your own thoughts and potentially being able to help other people if they're following what you're saying if you're healing your own mind and unraveling your own untruths and and restoring truth in your mind you're potentially doing the same for anybody who's following you and that's very similar to any form of sound healing except you're operating very much into their mental sphere yeah, it's and and you know everybody. All those words can mean very different things to to all the different people in there. So you're, it's it's pretty wild because you can you can use those words to rap about words. You can go off. You can stretch a word out itself. I mean, we define. I was thinking about that recently. We define words with more words and it like <laughs> goes as it goes as far as you want to take it. So yeah, the like, dictionary I mean, is a closed loop. Yeah, it's, it is nuts. It is nuts. So you're, you know, you're, uh, you are going from zero sound to building building songs that are going to they're going to evaporate from your mouth but the as far as being received by someone's ears or 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 
the vibration entering their body that you're emitting, like that's, that's going in there. And that's, that's hopefully affecting things in a positive manner and bringing, bringing harmony and, um, yeah, it's a, it's a powerful thing to, to, to wield that power. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it really is like a super being able to speak, being able to create sound is like a power and for those that don't have a voice. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can freaking bang on things. Like there's all kinds of, it's a uh, sound is an amazing thing. And it's really cool that we have, uh, that we have it built into us. I'd like to diverge for a moment and uh, ask you're you're a you know professional artist of various sorts. Do you have any websites or uh, social media channels or anything like that that you'd like to share with our listeners to make sure they could or an email address or any way you'd like them to get in touch with you or hear your music or watch your videos or see your paintings or uh, get one of your handmade didgeridoos or whatever it is you might want to <laughs> right. share with the public. Yeah. I got all kinds of fun stuff like that. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find on, uh, on all the social media stuff. I'm just Bobby Exodus. Uh, you, you can either search me on Facebook or it's, I'm, I'm also, uh, I'm also Bobby Exodus on Instagram. And, and that's just spelled B O B O B B Y. E X O D U S. That's it. And, uh, it'll, you know, if you, if you're looking for the band camp, just, you know, type in bandcamp.com slash Bobby or, uh, no, it's the other way around. It's Bobby exodus.bandcamp.com that has some of my music on it. Um, and, uh, the, the didgeridoos I make are, uh, that company is called didgeriboo. Uh, they're bamboo didgeridoos harvested in Kingston Springs, Tennessee, out near the Harpeth River. And uh, I would burn them and, uh, you know, straight from the earth to, to your music studio or wherever you're going to use it. Uh, it's, uh, it's all handcrafted. I'm not using any kind of like crazy machines or anything. It's all pretty, uh, pretty fresh process. And uh, yeah, didgeriboo. It's like the word didgeridoo How, with a B. Can you B. spell that for us? Yeah, with a B at the end of it. It's uh, D I D G E R I B O O. Didgeriboo. So yeah, didgeridoo only didgeriboo. Didgeridoo is made out of bamboo. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, that's. I think that's all I got going on. Uh, you can definitely, yeah. Some if you want to email me, like, or shoot me a message or whatever, like, that's awesome. Uh, my email is my life rhymes m y l i f e r h y m e s at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, I'll get in touch. Holler. <laughs> so. Thank you. I hope uh, some interesting folks get in touch with you because they'll be uh, definitely blessed to be in touch with such an interesting character as yourself. Um, returning, I'd just like to 
say something about the name of this show, this, the art and science of sound healing. One thing I was looking here at these definitions I touched on on the first show um, that I got from a dictionary. One of the, the definitions for science was a branch of knowledge or study dealing with a body of facts or truths systematically arranged and uh, showing, yeah, systematically arranged. And that really strikes me how much freestyle rhyming falls into that category because you are very often systematically arranging facts or truths uh, very systematically in the, the system being that it has to rhyme and be in rhythm and it's facts. So it's interesting that the the basic definition of science from Webster's unabridged dictionary really applies very obviously to freestyle rhyming. And then the definition of art being the quality, production, expression, or realm according to aesthetic principles of what is beautiful, appealing, or of more than ordinary significance. And it's quite obvious that that freestyle rhyming is art as well. You're definitely operating according to aesthetic principles of what's appealing or beautiful or of more than ordinary significance. So freestyle rhyming definitely qualifies as an art, definitely qualifies, much to my surprise, according to this definition, very clearly as a science. And it's also a form of sound healing. So more, I'm actually quite surprised after this conversation to realize just how much, how, how relevant this topic is. Before we go, is there anything, well, I, I don't know if you're willing, but if you, you have any interest in demonstrating a freestyle rhyme on this, this podcast, <laughs> Man, uh, that's really funny that you asked that because I wasn't really sure that you were going to roll out the red mat. But since you have, I might as well walk down it. And whenever you walk into the freestyle cipher and sit down on your throne, you might get crowned, kid. And I like to walk to the top of the mountain, open up my mouth and let it flow out like a fountain. Every once in a while, you look out and the crowd won't even be bouncing. But it's cool. They'll still be around. It's really nice when you can say something profound that can take somebody and turn their whole day upside down and turn their smile upside down or maybe turn their frown upside down. It doesn't even really matter because we're just here all scattering matter throughout the place bringing around the rings of Saturn and maybe bring a smile to your face. I really like walking around in one place and pacing and my mind is racing. I am tasting the nectar of the gods whenever I open my mouth and the microphone gets real odd because I feel the vibrations inside of my bod and I walk along beyond the sides of God. <laughs> you know, the, nice. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so mm. much for joining us on this special improvisation edition of the art and science of sound healing. Once again, yeah. I am your host, Thomas Orr Anderson, and we had a special guest today, Bobby Solomon, AKA Bobby Exodus. Hopefully you wrote down all those ways you can get in touch with him. When we post this, I will put, I'll, I'll write that on the, 
the podcast description so you can't miss it. And once again, thank you very much, Bobby, for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, much appreciate it. And once again, thank you for listening to The Art and Science of Sound Healing with Thomas Orr Anderson. Until next time. Thank you.